Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, The Orphan from San Armand. The Green Hornet strikes again. that America is the land of opportunities. Folks in foreign countries know it too. But sometimes they don't quite understand those opportunities. They may think that security in our old age, a college education for our children, is handed to us on a silver platter. We know that we have the opportunity of ensuring our future and our children's future, but we also know that we must take advantage of that opportunity. And one of the best ways is to invest our money in war bonds, for war bonds are the safest possible investment. So take advantage of this opportunity to provide for your own security or for your children's education. Put every dime and dollar you can spare into war bonds and hold on to those bonds until they've reached their full value at maturity. And now, the Green Hornet. It was a dark and stormy night in the little town of Saint-Armand in the northwestern section of France. Jacques Bourget, with his wife Lorraine and their young son Pierre, sat before the old fireplace in an effort to ward off the chill that permeated the cottage, a chill that carried with it a foreboding of things to come. For many things had happened in their village since the Germans had come, and each night the darkness brought with it that feeling of futility of anxious waiting for something worse to happen. Suddenly, the silence of the cottage was broken by a furtive knock at the door. Jacques, someone is at the door. Perhaps... Do not be afraid, Lorraine. If it was the Nazis, they would knock much more strongly. Aren't you going to open the door, Papa? Quiet, Pierre. It is better, perhaps, that we do not. It may be someone in need of our help, Lorraine. I will go and see. If you think it best, Jacques... Yes? What is it? Please. I'm an English pilot. I had to bail out of my plane. The Germans are hunting for me already. Come in, quickly. Come near the fire. 
You must be wet and cold. Thank you. Why, you you wear the uniform of an English flyer, mon ami. Yes, madam. The Germans are seeking me now. Of course, if if you think I shouldn't stay here... We will help you, monsieur. We will do our best to hide you. Mama, what will the Germans do if they Go along into the other room, Pierre. It is time for you to go to bed. Now, run along, my little one. Oui, mama. Good night, papa. Good night, Pierre. Close the door and get right into bed. Oui, papa. Now, monsieur, we must think quickly. You can hide in the loft until tomorrow. If they come, they will not look for you there. It is so small. Tomorrow we shall contact our friends of the underground and they will help you further. You're taking a great risk for me. It would be easier for you, perhaps, if you turned me over to the Germans. Oh, never, monsieur. We would not do that. But if they find me here, they will shoot you, madam. I hesitate to put you and your friends in danger. We are not afraid, monsieur. We have helped many. I see. Well, in that case, I... I'll take your kind offer. Trebian. Now we shall discuss what you shall do in the morning before the dawn breaks. I will first get you some old clothes to wear. And we'll take you where you're from. Late that night, after the pilot had been hidden in the small loft, the Bouget family were aroused by heavy banging on the door. Oh, Jacques! They have come. The Nazis. Yes. We must be careful. Pierre. I am awake, Papa. I want you to hide as you have done before. They have a way of questioning children too closely. Quick. Oui, Papa. Good. Now I'll let them in before they break the door down. You are slow in letting us in, you swine. Pardon, Monsieur le Capitaine. My wife and I were sleeping. Corporal, search this cell quickly. Yeah, my Capitaine. Come with me. We will not leave a spot unsearched. Pardon, Monsieur Le Capitaine. What is it you are seeking so late at night? As if you did not know. The swine in this village know too much. We have trailed a British pilot in this direction. He's being hidden somewhere. And if we find him in one of your filthy cottages, the whole village will suffer. I promise you that. Too many have been helped lately by your so-called underground methods. Get out there. Move quickly. I, I am going, Monsieur. Please. You are hurting my arm. Perhaps, my Capitan, we can make the woman tell if they have seen the British arm. You have searched thoroughly? Yeah, yeah, Capitan. They found no one. Since, since you have found no one, monsieur, is, is that not enough? There is nothing for us to tell. It is not easy to hide anyone in this little cottage, monsieur le Capitan. It is as your soldiers have said. There is no one to be found. Perhaps you're looking for me, Captain. I'm up here uh, in a very secure hiding place. Oh, mon ami... You should not have done it. So you saw no one here, my friends. Ah. Well, Captain, our little plan worked. This man is Jacques Bouget. You... He and his wife took me in and hid me. Mais non. Also, they gave me the names of others in the village who were to help me escape. No, no. Uh, they are dirty traitors. <laughs> they did not suspect our trick, I see. But, but I do not understand. You are an English pilot. Why do you... To do... you, that's what I seem to be. In reality, my friend, I'm a member of the German Gestapo. Oh. My English education came in handy tonight, along with this English uniform. Take this swine away. Gather all the villagers in the public square at once. Every man, woman, and child. They have flaunted their hatred in our faces long enough. They will not help any more enemies of the Third Reich. For a dawn, they shall all be eliminated. And the villagers send them on, raised to the ground. Take them away.
year had passed. In his office at the Daily Sentinel, Britt Reed, young publisher, was talking to Michael Axford, reporter and self-designated bodyguard to the young newspaper tycoon. Since there's not much doing, Axford, maybe you'd pick up some news at police headquarters this afternoon. Uh, sure, and I might at that, Reed. Are you leaving for the day already? Well, not exactly, Axford. I'm going to a little reception at the Phelps this afternoon. Say, aren't they the people who adopted one of them their war orphans or something? Yes, they adopted a young French boy. Must be about 12 or 14 years old. We carried a story on it a while back. Sure, I remember. He was a kid who was the only one left in some village over there, wasn't That's he? That's right. The poor boy must have gone through a lot. I understand the Nazis wiped out the whole town. They missed him because he was in hiding. He was taken out of the country by underground methods and eventually was adopted sight unseen by the Phelps. I'm anxious to get a look at him. He must be a brave little chap. Uh, sure, he must be at that. Imagine a kid going through all that now. Well, I'll be on my way. And I hope Sergeant Burke is in a decent mood for once so that I can get a little news for the Sentinel. See you later, Reed. Well, Brett, oh, it's so nice to see you again. This is our little guest of honor, our new son, Pierre. How do you do, Pierre? How do you do, monsieur? You like America, Pierre? Because he's so big, monsieur. And everyone is so nice to me. I like America très bien, monsieur. Oh, that's fine. I think you'll be very happy here. I am already happy with Mama and Papa Phelps. And I go to school, too, monsieur. Pierre has a wonderful time learning new words from the other children. He's a very serious little boy, though, Britt. I tell him he must learn to play more. Isn't that so? Yes, of course. Don't you like to play games, Pierre? I have not much time for games, Monsieur Reed. I must grow up fast so as to do my part in helping France. Well, there's lots of time for that, Pierre. Please, Monsieur. You do not understand. Yes, Pierre, I do understand. Only too well. well look, Pierre, over there on the table. Uh, wouldn't you like one of those cakes? Mais oui, Monsieur. Well, I'll get one for you. I'll be right back. I like him, Mama Phelps. He's a nice man, we. Oui. So many nice people you have. Who? Who's that man coming over here, Mama? Hey, oh, that's Mr. Kenton. It's so nice that you could come, Louis. Good afternoon, Mrs. Phelps. I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to make it. Oh, we're very fortunate, then. <laughs> oh, I, I want you to meet my new son. Uh huh? Pierre, where are you going? Come back. No. No, no. Whatever's come over the child. What's wrong with Pierre? I don't know, Britt. Uh, this is uh, Lewis Kenton, Britt Reed. How do you do, Mr. Kent? Please, I'm sure. If you gentlemen will excuse me, I'll run along and see what's the matter with Pierre. He seems to be upset about... Well, of course, Clarissa. Go right along. Yes, please do. <laughs> For a moment, I thought I'd frightened the boy. The way he looked at me and then ran away. You, uh, you never met him before, Kenton? Never laid eyes on him before. <laughs> I feel like some sort of a monster or something going around frightening children like that. Well, perhaps you imagined you were the cause of Pierre's leaving. There might have been some other reason. It's kind of you to say so. I, uh, I felt rather embarrassed. Well, I wouldn't let it bother me if I were you. Clarissa Phelps has a way with children. She'll calm him down. I would like to know, though, what caused the boy to be frightened like that. He seems to be a manly little chap, and one who's not too easily frightened. Come in. Is everything all right, Clarissa? Yes. Yes, I think so, Britt. 
Pierre's feeling better now, aren't you, dear? Oui, Mama Phelps. That's fine, Pierre. You you must not think I am crying, monsieur. Papa Bourget told me never to let people see me cry. Well, I'm sure you have nothing to cry about, Pierre. I I try not to rem remember, monsieur, so that I will not cry when I am alone at night. But, monsieur... What is it, Pierre? I like you. You are the friend of Amand, Papa Phelps. You must make me a promise, s'il vous plaît. Of course. What is it? Yes, dear. What do you mean? Do not let the Gestapo come to take them away like you did Maman, Papa Bourget. The Gestapo? <laughs> Don't worry about that, Pierre. Tell me, what makes you think the Gestapo might come here? Please. Do not ask me that, monsieur. I cannot tell you more. It would not be safe. But I know they can. You will promise, monsieur? Of course, Pierre. I promise. And I think you're a very brave boy. Very brave. Thank you, monsieur. It is not for myself that I am afraid, but for them. I understand, Pierre. You can count on me to see that no one takes them away from you. Or you from them. And that's a real promise. The next morning, Britt Reed was busy in his office at the Daily Sentinel when Michael Axford knocked on the door. Come in. Britt Reed looked up as Axford hesitatingly approached his desk. Well, what now, Axford? Uh, nothing at all, Reed. Uh, just feeling sociable this morning. That I am. <laughs> well, now that you've made your social call, how about getting to work and earning your salary? Uh, well, now, um, as a matter of fact, seeing that I felt I was working pretty hard lately, I, I was fixing to ask you, uh, that is, um, well, maybe it'll wait. Saved by the bell. Hello? Axford? Yes, he's here. Just a minute. For you, Axford. Do you see what I mean, Reed? Everybody asks for me around here. Hello? Oh, hello, Sergeant Burke. What's up? Is that so? Sure we want to know about it. Thanks for calling. Yeah. I'll get in the story. Then I'll come down there in case you get anything on it. What's that? Oh, is that so? Well, I'll have you know I never keep anybody from working it. Hello? Hello! Ah, hung up on me. <laughs> Even Burke has your number, Axford. What did he call about? Oh, oh yeah. He, he called to say that Mrs. Phelps just called the station. You know them people that you what know... What did who... Burke have to say? Burke said that that, uh, that boy that Phelps has adopted has disappeared. <laughs> We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a minute. This is an announcement about a woman who's wanted. Wanted in all 48 states. There's a liberal reward. This woman is alert, clear-eyed, and has the love of America in her heart. The reward is a reward for her. A share in America's victory. The Woman's Army Corps offers her her choice of 239 important army jobs. Her choice of branch of service. Air forces, ground forces, or service forces. And if she wishes a further choice, depending on where she lives, of course. Her choice of the army post or camp at which she'd like to have her initial assignment. If she has no special skill, army training will equip her for a vital job. Yes, that is the woman who's wanted. The woman who wants to do a job for her country, for herself, and for America's fighting men. And now, back to our story. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
afternoon, Britt Reed went to the Phelps home to talk over the situation. Tell me, Clarissa, just what are the circumstances surrounding Pierre's disappearance? Oh, Britt, it's all so strange. Last night after you left, he was worn out, poor child. So I had him go to bed. Later, I sent up a light supper to him. Finally, after the last of my guests took their leave, I went by his door, but I didn't go in. I was sure he was sleeping. This morning, I found this. Note? Let's see. Dear Mama, Papa, I will not let them bother you. Do not worry. Pierre. I don't understand it, Britt. I'm almost frantic with worry about the boy. Evidently left of his own accord anyway. Why should he leave this way? He seems so happy here with us. Well, from this little note, I'd say he has reason to believe someone's trying to harm you or your husband. It may be, of course, that the boy's past experiences have brought this about. But it was all so sudden. You know how happy he seemed when you were talking to him down here last evening. When Lewis Kenton came in, you know. Yes, I do remember. Tell me, who is this Kenton? Where does he live, do you know? Lewis Kenton? I, I don't really know a great deal about him. I took it for granted that he's English. He lives at the Maynard Apartments on River Boulevard. I've met him at several social functions. He's very nice. I see. Well, don't worry too much. The afternoon edition of the Sentinel is carrying a picture and write-up of Pierre. I'm sure it won't be long until he's returned to you. I feel very sure of that. That night, Britt Reed arrived at his apartment, where Cato, his faithful valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. Do you have no word of boy yet, Mr. Britt? No, Cato, not a word. The youngster left home of his own accord for some reason, and he's smart enough to keep hidden. No doubt he learned how to hide from people while escaping from Germans in France. Yes, I guess so. The experiences those war youngsters have gone through have made them smart beyond their years. What do you think the reason for boy leaving, Mr. Britt? Well, Cato, I think I know the reason, but it's just a hunch. And I also think meeting that fellow Kenton had something to do with his leaving. Cato, I'd like to know a little more about Lewis Kenton. You say Kenton speak with the English accent? I did tell you that. But remember, languages can be learned along with the proper accents by people who aren't native to the country whose language they speak. That's true. You think the Green Hornet find out something about Mr. Kenton, perhaps? The Green Hornet's going to do just that, Cato. We'll take the Black Beauty also with the masks and gas gun. Come on. Britt Reed made a promise to Pierre that the Hornet will keep. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. Meantime, in his apartment at the Maynard, Lewis Kenton sat talking to a friend 
who seemed to be more interested in a newspaper than in what Kenton was saying. Why don't you put down that paper and listen to what I'm saying, Mark? I heard what you said. I was reading about that bit of sabotage which was so successfully carried out because of the information you supplied us concerning the war plant. Oh, well, that. Well, if I do say so myself, no other Gestapo agent in this country could have gotten in. My perfect English did the trick. Not to mention the forged credentials which you carry and which I got for you, Herr Kenton. Have it your way, Mark. Wait. What is that on the back sheet? The picture looks familiar. On the back sheet? Let me see. Oh, picture of a boy. Here, look for yourself. Hmm? Pierre Phelps. Adopted son of Mr. and Mrs. Milton Phelps. Missing since last night. I, I met that boy over there when I went to the reception last evening. There's a write-up about him, too. Says he's a French orphan by the name of Pierre Bourget from the village of Saint-Amand. Saint-Amand? Mark. Now I remember. Uh, what's come over you, Kenton? Now you remember what? That boy. He recognized me. That's why he ran from me. Will you please explain what you're talking about? A year ago, I was assigned to find out about the underground at Saint-Amand. I went to the Bourget cottage as a British pilot. That boy was there. Somehow he escaped. Yesterday evening, he met me at the Phelps and he ran away uh, upstairs in terror. Mark, that boy knows I'm of the Gestapo. Aha, uh -huh, so that is it. But he has run away from home. Yes. But what if he tells someone and they decide to investigate me? And evidently, he's not told yet. And he must be found first. That is true. And we must get to him first. Somehow we must find that boy. Come, Mark. We will drive over near his home. Yeah, it will be like looking for a needle in a... Look, Kenton. On the windshield. Hmm? A seal. The seal of the notorious Green Hornet. Close the door. Yeah. The little compartment door is open, Kenton. What did you have in there? A gun. Why? Why, it's gone. Well, I still have one in my pocket. Get going, Mark. We will drive to the Phelps. I will talk to Mrs. Phelps and try to find out if she knows anything. We must work fast. No. I will not let you do that, monsieur. What the... That boy was hiding in the back of the car. Why? I, I have the gun. I will not let you do harm to Mama and Papa Phelps. I hid in your car last night. I have been watching you, monsieur. Well, I'll be. Give me that gun, boy. No. No, I will not. Give it to me. Oh, very good, Mark. Now get out, uh, quick. Do we take the boy? Yes, yes, of course. Not a sound out of you, Pierre. You know what will happen to you. I know. I remember. But you must not go to... Come on. Get out and come with us. That green hornet must have known the boy was in the car. I saw no one. I was hiding in, in there. Uh-huh. In the luggage compartment. You're very smart for a young boy, Pierre. Come, not a sound now. Remember Saint-Amand. I will remember it, monsieur. I'm coming. We must hurry and get our things together, Mark. That green hornet evidently knows something. But when he returns, if he does return, he will not find us at home. Nor will he find little Pierre, who escaped us once at Saint-Amand. Hurry, Kenton. Clear out your desk first and destroy all your papers and plans. Yes. This nibbling boy is to blame for all this. We will take him along with us and then... Mark, look here on the desk. What is it now? Another one, Mark. See? Another seal of the Green Hornet. 
He's been here. Could not have been here very long ago. We've only been out a few minutes. Mm. That closet door, kitten. Hmm? It was slightly open when we left. It is closed now. Then he's hiding in there. Go quietly and turn the key, Mark. Then phone the police. We will clear out and leave him here for them. Sure, clever, Kenton. Watch the boy. Keep him quiet. Huh. That'll hold your harness. Now phone the police, Mark. Yeah? The police will not let you take me. They will not. Quiet, you're on. Make you be quiet. Operator, send the police to the Maynard Apartments, Suite 232. They will find the green hornet in the closet. Now we must move fast before they get here. Yes. This secret compartment in this drawer fooled the hornet when he searched my desk, as he probably did. Too bad we can't wait to collect the reward for his capture. If the man you call Green Hornet is after you, then I must help you. Get away from that closet. Grab him, Kenton. I'll give him what he should have gotten at Santa Mar. Drop that gun, you rat. Why? The Green Hornet. Kenton, behind us. He was behind the drape. He was not in the closet at all. You're going to drop that gun. I will get the gun, monsieur, and help you. Get away from that gun, you little swine. I'll... Oh, no, you don't, Nazi. You can't bully children over here. Get the gun, Kenton. Pick it up, quick. No, no, I won't let you. I'll get it all right and Oh, my hand. There's a web stamped to my hand. Don't oh, let the child defeat you. I'll get this devil in the You what, Lord? Take it. Now oh, I've got the gun at last. You and that boy will never get away to tell what you know. This is for you, Hornet. No, I won't let you. Oh. Coming, fella. This is for that bum shot killer. Oh. If I can point this gun at that little French devil, no, I'll settle you, Nazi. Gas. Oh, the police. Tell them, Pierre, what you know of this man. Those papers on the desk will prove what he is. You're a fine, brave boy. Au revoir. I'm leaving by the window. Wait, wait, don't go. Where is he? Who did the shooting? Hey, Say, ain't you Pierre Phelps, Sonny? Oui, monsieur. Don't tell me now that you done all this to them. Not alone, monsieur. Who are those men lying there? They are from the Gestapo, monsieur. They killed my mama and papa in Saint-Amand. Then they would have killed my new mama and papa, too. Say, what's the kid talking about, anyway? Search me. That Gestapo stuff sounds like something he's making up. No, no, monsieur. It is the truth. On the desk are the papers. The masked man said so. Sure, Sarge. Look there on the desk. Uh, let's have a look. Glory be. Look at here. Those two are spies, all right. There's enough evidence here to hang them both. Say, Sonny, what was it you said about a masked man? Say, that must have been the Green Hornet. He was mixed up with them, no doubt. The Green Hornet? Sure. Where'd he go? That I do not know, monsieur. It is these men who are bad. They are the ones I am afraid of. You mean you're not afraid of the Green Hornet? No, monsieur. Why should I be? Will you listen to that, Sarge? I can hardly believe my ears. Say, maybe the Hornet wasn't even here. Ashford, you ought to be a detective for figuring that one out. I suppose you think this kid knocked the two out single-handed and stuck that Hornet seal on the desk there in the bargain. Glory be to St. Patrick. Then he was here. Little boy, you're a better man than I am if he didn't drop from fright when he came face to face with that two-timing spalpeen, the Green Hornet. Oui, monsieur. Say, yes, Sarge, what's that wee Mansour stuff mean? <laughs> he, he means, Axford, that he is more of a man than you are. And I think even the Green Hornet would agree with him on that one. Just the like three paper, missing boy found, helped convict by ring, Green Hornet implicated. Read all about it, Green Hornet still at large. Just the like three paper. <laughs>
recent announcement made by the War Food Administration states that civilians are in for a 19% cut in canned vegetables this year. So you will be wise to start planting your food-producing Victory Garden now. Last year, American people planted 20 million Victory Gardens. The goal for 1944 calls for planting 22 million Victory Gardens. More gardens, bigger gardens, better gardens to produce the kind of nutritious foods which this nation most vitally needs. Plan to grow the vegetables you enjoy most, particularly health-giving green leafy vegetables, yellow vegetables, and tomatoes. For expert information, free, write to Victory Gardens, Washington 25, D.C. Be sure to listen to The Green Hornet next week at this same time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Bob Height speaking. This is the Blue Network.